And I'm fit at 26, 7. Well, Gordon Murray, your company is based in Aberdeen. You just bought some fish there. How much did you pay? I paid £55 a box for small codlings. It's very much in a par to what we paid 10 years ago. So in terms of all this talk of gloom and doom about the Scottish fishing industry, are you seeing any evidence of that? The Spanish getting into the Irish boxes is just the tip of the iceberg. Come the year 2000, the Spaniards will be allowed into North Sea waters, and I don't think that's right. What I would like to see done is for our own fishing industry to be capable of policing our own North Sea waters. What we are going to find is that we are going to be dictated to by the bureaucrats and the European scene as to what and what we are not allowed to do in our own waters. What about the government, though? Do you think they're actually doing enough for the fishermen? No, I don't, actually. I mean, it shows you, I mean, our local MP here, Concarn in side. I mean, a lot of his uh, constituents are fishing involved, and yet he voted against that by voting for the new common fisheries policy. What about the threat of actually withdrawing from the fisheries policy completely? I don't think that's viable, because uh, most of the markets for the fish is in Europe now. On the boats in Aberdeen Harbour, the fishermen echo the concerns of the wholesalers and speak of frustration, lost sailing days and a bleak future. George Hepburn is the skipper of the Celestial Dawn. He's been at sea since he was 16, nearly 20 years ago. It's always been uh, up and down for prices and the past five years there's a lot more frustrating aspects come into the job with a quota system and being restricted what species to catch when they're both swimming together. The past two years to see Norwegian and French vessels coming in to catch species like coli and our monthly quota for coli is two tons and they were catching 60 tons a day. We are only allowed to catch two tons because our scientists say that there's no coli in our waters but yet there was six Norwegian galnetters come all the way from their own waters. Below deck, it's a similar story from mate Bill Anderson, a seaman for 14 years. Economically, it's not so good. Prices today, a good example. Looking for an average of £30, got £20. So £10 difference then? Yeah, it's a lot of money overall. Our government uh, doesn't seem to have any regards for us whatsoever. We're a bargaining chip, so we are. Farmers are more important, simple as that. Roddy McCall, your secretary of the Scottish White Fish Producers Association. Now that's 500 boats right across Scotland. In terms of here in Aberdeen, though, what kind of effect has things like the common fisheries policy, new regulations on safety, environment, what kind of effect is that actually having on your members? Oh, they're totally opposed to the common fisheries policy. It's fundamentally flawed and has affected their earning capacity over uh, a number of years. Any policy which requires you to dump good quality fish there has to be something wrong with it. I want the government to come out of the common fisheries policy to initiate the uh, steps to allow that to happen. I appreciate there are major legal and political problems, but with uh, courage that can be achieved. But at the end of the day, the British farmers benefit from selling lamb to France. Yes. Surely at the end of the day you're sort of saying the government should pick and choose when it benefits and when it doesn't. The government has already done that in the Maastricht Treaty. I see no reason why they can't do that for this very important national resource. But in terms of the organisation which your own association is a member of, the Scottish Fishermen's Federation, they don't want to come out. They have decided that they can work within the Common Fisheries Policy to reform it. I believe that's completely unattainable. But having said that, the Federation's policy has been reviewed and a special meeting is being held on the 5th of April at which I'm fairly confident that those constituent associations who are not yet on our side will join with us and with our English colleagues and go forward with unity.
But not all Abedonians are so negative about the European community's effect on the industry. Back at the quay, Hamish Gordon, secretary of the city's fish producers' organisation, says the common fisheries policy has brought benefits to Scotland. It has led to an opening up of markets for Scottish fish, an improvement in fish which is going to Spain and France from Scotland, good prices for fish which wasn't going there before, and that, I would think, is the main advantage of that. But has that actually outweighed the negative side effects that we've already heard about? It's easy to look on things on the other side and say, well, it might be better there. It's very, very difficult to say. There are, there are a lot of negative points, and it, it's extremely finely balanced, I think. Well, what do you think, though? What's your estimation? Well, um, I, no, I just, I just really don't know. It's, it's hard to say, because you cannot compare an actual situation with one which would have applied in theory if we hadn't been in the common market. Mitchell Burnett, you're from Grampian Regional Council. We're on the night sleeper from London Euston all the way back to Aberdeen. Now, you've been down to Westminster to lobby the MPs to get a better tax deal for all of the UK fishermen. What's their response? It would seem as though they have thrown out our suggestions to modify the, the tax situation. It's only the huge trawlers that's going to benefit by this new tax. The smaller fishing boats, family boats, are not going to get any concessions and they will just slowly go out of business one by one. They won't have time to reinvest their money. They will have to pay the tax. Once they've paid it, they won't have anything left to reinvest. The government has constantly said it backs the British fishing industry, it backs the fishermen and it wants to see their future stable and secure. With this kind of thing today, do you actually believe that? No, I don't, because they have a decommissioning scheme. They want to reduce the fleet by 19%. It is just so that they can allow a bigger share to go to the Spaniards and things like that. They are moving into our area, and the government seems to have done a deal with them to let them in to sell stuff out of their factories in the south. It would seem that is what their motive is. They have been screwing the fishermen for a long time now with quotas. They're slowly going out of business because of the vast regulations that they are putting in front of them. But with permits and one thing and another, they're almost needing full-time secretaries to run their business. Join it down at the first harbour and make it fast. At Aberdeen's Further Education College, Roland Duncan trains young would-be fishermen. They study for safety qualifications and other necessary skills. These days, they have to do the courses before they can go to sea. Things are changing slightly. The downturn of the industry today, I feel, does not encourage young boys to enter the industry. We still are getting a steady intake, but I feel if the industry was improved and things were better, there would be far more prospects for young people today. After two years, though, of training, how confident are you that when they walk through that door that their future is secure? I think there is a still a future in the industry. There's been a long time a future, and I believe it still is going to continue. And I think that any young person joining the industry today has still got a future in fishing. If it was your son, would you say the same? If he wanted to go, yes. I don't know whether I would really encourage him to, but yes.